0: yeah, definitely, man. You know, what I mean, we're a team that's been hit with a lot of adversity, like a lot of teams this year. Uh, but one thing is, we respect our coach, guys, and like we respect each other. And uh, we know we was a good team early on. We dealt with a lot of injuries. oh uh, god guys been out, but one thing about this team, we never fought, we never stopped, quit fighting. And a uh, lot the group of guys I played with. You know, what I mean? we went on a game losing streak but never, none of us never blamed each other man we just try to fight through it and stick as a family and try to get through it and uh, yeah I've been banged up with a couple injuries but whenever I can be out here and compete with my guys that's what I want to do a lot of people thought that I was going to sit the rest of the season out because we don't have a chance to make the playoffs but uh, I love the game too much I've been out for two years and I love the city I'm playing for now I love the group of guys I got as my brother so I'm going to continue to fight till the wheels fall off
2: John Wall with an emphatic return to the Rockets lineup his 31 points in this game helping the Rockets pass the Mavericks by a final score of 102 to 93 improving the Rockets to 14 and 37 on the season the Mavericks falling to 28 and 22 What is up and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rockets your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join myself and the Athletics' Ali Kambijani each Tuesday live at 9 p.m. Central to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media, all Houston, all original. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo HOU. Now, I know that this is tough for a lot of people who, you know, are vehemently, you know, against the idea of winning basketball games, but I have, you know, expressed this sentiment many a time, and these types of wins are important. These types of wins for this young team are very important to really instill the right culture the right beliefs that they are capable that they can be a competitive squad down the line and you know after coming away from a really really close game where you almost steal one from the Suns to then come into this game where you do steal a game from the Mavericks and you know so many players had impressive performances in this one but John Wall absolutely spearheaded you know the charge led the way 31 points, uh, three rebounds, seven assists, four steals, had a block, only one turnover in this one, Uh, 12-23 of overall shooting, four of ten from behind the three-point line, three of six at the charity stripe leaves a little bit of something to be desired, but he hit it when it mattered at the tail end of the game in crunch time, and frankly, his three-point shooting was also, at one point, he was like four or five shooting in this game, and he you know, went on to brick a bunch of threes in a row, unfortunately didn't hit a single other one uh, after, you know, being almost lights out for the first half of this game. Uh, but he, his presence in this game really stood out to me in the sense that, you know, he came back to the lineup and he didn't force Anything. It didn't feel like he was wasn't playing within the flow of the offense. He very much was looking to get others involved, looking to create for his teammates, looking to play off of his teammates. Um, and that's my biggest you know question mark with Wall is will he be able to coalesce with this group of young guys and give them their chances to shine? Uh, and and he did that in this game. Christian Wood finished the game: 22 points, 10 boards, had an assist, had a steal, 8 of 17 shooting, 5 of 8 from behind the arc. And you know he was commenting after the game that it was really great, you know, having quote unquote his point guard back um, to be able to you know create some really easy opportunities, some easy looks for him, and, and you know kind of putting him in the right spots to to be successful. Something that Look, Kevin Porter Jr. has got a lot of talent, but he isn't John Wall. He's not a bona fide, uh, established floor general yet. So there were definitely some stretches where Wall was able to get Christian Wood the ball in, in ways that we, you know, haven't quite seen Kevin Porter Jr. do as as aggressively. We've seen him capable of it, yes, um, but there's like a consistency factor there when that you know when Wall wants to, he can make sure anybody on the court, you know, whoever's hot, whoever needs the ball in their hands, is going to get the ball. Um, Kevin Porter Jr in this one a little bit more of a quiet game although he did have you know what was the absolute play of the game here where the Rockets were you know ha- ahead by you know two baskets um, you know John Wall had just made a a really clutch mid-range jump shot to extend their lead uh, so at first it was a layup scores tied 89-89 uh, John Wall makes a layup giving them a 91-89 lead Uh, Then he comes back down, next possession, nails a mid-range pull-up jumper, 93-89. Rockets are ahead by just four points. He gets fouled on that jumper, makes the free throw. So we're at 94-89 with just over a minute to go. The Rockets have a scrambling defensive possession where Tim Hardaway Jr. misses the 27-foot Three-pointer, and the Rockets. Two guys went up. I think it was actually KPJ and Christian Wood. They both went up for the rebound, and then they both pulled away from it at the same time. So the ball bounced and went back to Jalen Brunson, who then kicked it, uh, you know, over to Dorian Finney-Smith, and Finney-Smith tried, you know, for a pull-up jump shot near the tail end of the, you know, tail end of the shot clock, and KPJ blocked it. KPJ blocked it, recovered the ball and took off in transition and then dunked it home. 96-89 Rockets. Um and the way that he and John Wall celebrated after that made dunk, you know, gave me a lot of hope moving forward that and we're going to talk about this in segment 3 that John Wall can be can can really be that that veteran mentorship, that leader for this young group of guys, because I had, I had some doubts, but some of his post-game commentary, some of the things that we heard from him, one, it makes it incredibly hard, like, how can you not want to cheer for John Wall? He, you know, it, 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 this game really helped remind me why it was so easy to transition from you know, beating the hardened drum all these years into you know, cheering so easily and so fluidly for John Wall he makes it easy He cares so much. He loves this team. He loves this group of guys. He loves playing for this city. And as long as you've got a guy like that on your team, it's really hard to want to say, oh, well, sorry, you don't match the timeline, so we got to get you out of here as soon as possible. Like, you know that's still definitely something that we have to consider with John Wall and his you know, massive contract and, and how that plays into things in the future. But at least for the here and now, John Wall is here to stay, and I'm absolutely here for it. So why don't we hear really quickly from Stephen Silas a couple of his thoughts on this game.
1: I would say if you're really watching this team closely, you would understand that we are where we are mainly because of A lot of other things besides basketball, (laughs) Uh, whether it's injuries or COVID or trades or whatever else, it's not um, a fact of guys not going out there and giving their all or my, my coaching staff and I not giving our all. And we're trying to win every single game. I think you see that with the disappointment that our guys have, with the fight that they have, with my reaction to games and that sort of thing. So I don't even know if that needs to be squashed or not because it's not even a, it's a non-issue. We have a competitive group and we have a group of guys who like each other. And um, yeah, down the stretch when we were, we got that steal and the the lob dunk to Christian and, You know just kind of the way that we came together in the fourth quarter it was good to see our guys in the huddle kind of talking about coverages and talking about everything but the referees and everything but um the adversity that we were going through is much more of commerce much many more conversations of how can we finish this off how can we do better and to see the elation and the guys is uh, is gratifying because they've been through a lot and we've been through a lot as a group. Uh, and, you know, we're starting to kind of get our team back healthy and seeing what we can be and what we
2: can do. And, of course, that is head coach Steven Silas reiterating some of his postgame thoughts about this one. Uh, you know, and I, I agree, it's, it's, you know, it's great to see the guys come together get this win in John Wall's return to the lineup. So coming up, I want to talk about some of the specifics from throughout this game. Talk about some of what we saw at a Christian Wood, some of his comments post game, talk about the Kelly Olynyk factor, the new and improved wow factor in Wall, Olynyk and Wood. Uh, and we'll get there in just a moment after a message from our friends over at Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation may call for, Headspace really can help you feel better. Maybe you're feeling a little overwhelmed, Headspace has a 3 minute SOS meditation just for you. Maybe you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind down sessions that their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. you deserve to feel happier and headspace is meditation made simple so go to headspace.com locked on mba that's headspace.com locked on mba for a free one-month trial with access to headspace's full library of meditations for every situation and a quick message from our friends over at rockauto.com look chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers which is super unfair, right? RockAuto.com's prices are the exact same for everybody and they're always reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even brand new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is super unique and it's really quite easy to navigate. You can really quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you get to choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure, this is a really important part, do me a favor. be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Did you know that you can get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our brand new Locked on Today podcast? Peter Bukowski hosts Locked on Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news that you need in just under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked on Today wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to this very podcast. Now, the guys that I want to focus on in this segment already kind of explained, you know, Christian Wood, John Wall, Kevin Porter Jr., their impact on this game, but Kelly Olenek, who had a bit more of a quiet night um, th- than, you know, what we've kind of seen out of him as of late. He's been scoring the ball at a really high clip, but Kelly Olenek did a little bit of everything else in this game, and I really, like, I, I always knew that Kelly Olynyk was like a, you know, a, a standard, like, good rotational piece. For an NBA team, I definitely, ever since, you know, he basically pulled Kevin Love's arm out of its socket, I've had a bit of a negative perception of Kelly Olenek, kind of, you know, thought of him as a dirty player, but there's a lot of players in the league that, you know, you can think of as dirty players. Hell, Chris Paul is one of the dirtiest players out there, but... Once you have one of those players on your team, it's kind of one of those, like, you know, you hate to play against them, but you love it when they're playing for your team type mentality deals. Draymond Green, Patrick Beverly. I think Olenek kind of falls in that category, but the dude can hoop. Like, he is just, he's good. Like, he's really damn good at what he does on a basketball court. And in this one, I mean, again, a bit more quiet offensively, just 10 points, 4 of 9 shooting overall, only 1 of 4 from behind the arc. But he had a career-high 18 rebounds, uh, 3 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, just doing a little bit of everything out there. And to me, the biggest part is you can see him and Christian Wood really starting to Really starting to mesh. Really starting to um, understand how to play off of each other, especially offensively. Now, defensively is another thing um, that's going to be something that they're going to have to work on and and really, you know, get a little bit better at. Some, there's been some miscommunications when they've shared the court together about you know who's switching where. You know, how do they handle pick and roll coverages when it's involving the two of them? Uh, and you know, which one of them is picking up the uh, the more wing wing wingier wing wing s no. I'm going to go with wingier. That doesn't sound right, but whatever. The wingier of of uh opposing players uh and who's going to play the actual, you know, the big man in their in their matchups when they're on the court together, but that's going to be something that they figure out with time as well. But in this one specifically, there were two plays that really stood out to me and and they both came from Kelly Olynyk operating down low. And first off, Kelly Olynyk's passing is You know, has been one of the biggest standouts to me so far is he's such a willing passer and he he surveys the floor really, really well and he's able to do it from a variety of areas. Right. He's you know, he's great when it comes to, you know, just kicking the ball to the next man, you know, at the top of the key or around the horn, like, you know, trying to just get the ball to the open shooter. He can pass out of the post. Uh, he's great, like, you know, he'll make these really impressive cuts and then pass it, you know, as soon as the defense collapses on him, little touch passes. But in this one, he had two back-to-back possessions, uh, and they might not have been, like, truly back-to-back, but they were within pretty close proximity of each other. The very first one stood out to me. I, I even clipped it and threw it up on my Twitter feed where Kelly Olynyk started posting on the left block, started backing down his defender, and Christian Wood and Jay Sean Tate were on the weak side. And Jay Sean Tate recognized what Kelly Olynyk was doing. So Jay Sean Tate set a beautiful back screen on Christian Wood's defender, completely like blocked him, and then Christian Wood just kind of ever so slyly slipped over, out not quite in the true corner for the three-point shot, but he wasn't quite in the slot either, um, just kind of slid over and was lined up right in the field of view for Kelly Olynyk surveying the court, and then Kelly Olynyk just fired him a bullet pass out of the post, you know, to, from the strong side of the court to the weak side, right past the defense, and Christian Wood was able to rise up for a wide-open three-pointer because his defender had been so cleanly picked by Jay Sean Tate That play was just incredible. Like the three of those guys working together in unison to make that shot happen for Christian Wood. A large reason why he was 5 of 8 shooting from behind the arc in this one. He just got a lot of really open attempts because of situations just like that one. And then a few possessions later, or the very next possession, I can't remember exactly. um, It was basically the exact same play, minus the screen. But Kelly Olenek was posting up again, this time on the right side of the court. Um, and there was no screen involved this time, it was just Kelly Olinick posting up and drawing enough attention from the defense, and then he fired the ball out to Christian Wood, again on the opposite side of the court, this time being on the weak side uh, was the left side of the court, and Christian Wood rose up and hit another three. So the fact that two of Kelly, Linux three assists came off of Christian Wood three pointers. It's just impressive, and it shows that they're going to start. You know, they're going to be working together and really learning how to play off of each other. uh, You know, a little bit better as time goes on and as they get more reps together. um, You know, more reps together in you know in the Rockets lineup, especially offensively. And that's going to be the the place where look. You know, we've discussed this with Ali Kambijani during our our weekly Tuesday get-togethers on locker room. But the five-out spacing is so important for this team to be able to unlock what it wants to do. And Kelly Olenek allows them to play that way, but he also gives them a lot of switchability and just another player who's very capable on the offensive end of a lot of different things. He's not just a, you know, he's not a one-trick pony. And that's what this team needs without, you know, a bona fide superstar to really carry the workload for them. They need guys who can do a little bit of everything. And that's absolutely Kelly Olenek. And frankly... You know, look, he's, you know, contract Euro right now, the way that he's been talking about this team and how much he enjoys the system and Steven Silas and creating, you know, quote unquote, creating the culture here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in a Rockets jersey again next season. And I think that um, honestly, at this point, based on how he's played, I want them to keep him. I want Kelly Olenek here to kind of anchor that front court alongside Christian Wood and be one of those you know one of those further stabilizing veteran presences uh, in this in this Rockets lineup. And speaking of Christian Wood, um, he commented post game uh, and it was kind of funny Alicon tagged me in the in the quote or in the tweet. Uh, that he sent out, but uh, as we were kind of discussing and, and speculating that Christian Wood's been, you know, a bit of a step slower, um, you know, not quite as explosive due to the ankle injury, um, Christian Wood basically confirmed that post game, saying that, you know, he feels like he's a step slower after coming back from the ankle injury, but slow, you know, slowly but surely, he's getting back to, you know, to 100%, and that matches the eye test, right? He's having to work really, really hard for some of his attempts for you know for what the for what he's creating offensively so in this game you know for him to have been able to not have to work quite as hard you know and be able to get some of those really wide open looks from behind the arc courtesy of Kelly Olynyk courtesy of John Wall um to have those opportunities to still be really effective um without having to rely so much on that burst on that you know uh, matchup advantage that you know was so prevalent earlier in the season pre-injury, uh, where he did have that explosion, where he did have that burst of speed to be able to get past defenders. He doesn't quite have that as much, unfortunately. Um, but it's okay. He's recovering, and that's what's important. And you know, there's a little bit of vindication there where you say something, you speculate, and then a player's like, "Yeah, this is because of this," or the coach says, "Yeah, this happened," and you're like, "Yeah, I called it." So. Um, and then Jay Sean Tate, who, you know, again, a little bit of a quiet night for Tate, um, eight points, three of seven shooting, missed all three of his threes. Uh, but he was 2-2 at the charity stripe. And, you know, he, he played really stellar defense throughout this game. Um, you know, there were some possessions in this where he was given Luka Doncic some fits. Uh, and that's just who he is, right, is he might not jump out and, you know, drop in 10 plus points every single night. He might not, you know, go 20 plus. He might not hit all of his threes. Uh, but he's going to give you the hustle, the intensity, the effort uh, every single night. He was, you know, consistently trying to crash the offensive glass in this game. Uh, there were a couple back taps that he had that unfortunately didn't. Uh, didn't go the Rockets' way, still found their way into the hands of the Dallas Mavericks. But that doesn't mean he's not out there absolutely trying to secure those rebounds to give the Rockets um, some extra chances in, in these games. So coming up, want to talk about John Wall, Kevin Porter Jr., that dynamic, and just really the John Wall dynamic for this team moving forward. And we'll get there after a quick message from our friends over at betonline.ag. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. College basketball is over, but look—we've got NBA in full swing, uh, playoffs not right, not far, right around the corner. NHL and MLB season just started up. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's totally free to sign up. So head over to their website and sign up today to receive a fifty. 50- 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's a 50% welcome bonus using promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, on your very first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Look, we've got the NBA Draft right around the corner, so get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked on NBA Draft podcast. We've got scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage uh, every single day, four four days out of the week on this one, uh, from credentialed draft experts. You can subscribe today wherever you listen to this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go hit that subscribe subscribe button. Um, in fact, we're going to be having uh, very soon here, we're going to start breaking down and doing uh, player profiles. And you guessed it, right? We're going to have to start with Cade Cunningham. So we're going to be doing some player profiles here very, very soon, uh, kind of going through each of the top prospects. And then as we uh, move into what will eventually be the Rockets off season. We're going to be covering uh, all the different prospects throughout the draft, guys. That the Rockets might be able to potentially trade up for in the mid mid first round, uh, guys that are going to be more readily available around the you know late first round where they'll have the you know likely the Blazers pick as well as the uh, Milwaukee Bucks pick. So we're going to be covering all of that here. We're going to have you up to date with all the news, all the analysis, all the breakdowns of these players, what their fit is going to look like with the Rockets, with credentialed draft experts. That's going to be something I'm really. Looking forward to seeing is how the Rockets haven't you know done anything significant in the draft uh, as of as of late. Actually, that you know what that's a that's a total disservice to KJ Martin, who has been an absolute standout and who managed to block one Kristaps Porzingis in this game. So. K.J. Martin has now blocked the tallest players in the NBA, Boban Mar- Marjanovic, Kristaps Porzingis, and Taco Fall, which is just incredible. He continues to have this, this hit list of, of giants that he's slaying so somebody on twitter jokingly said that we should start calling him david you know david versus goliath um i'm not sure if i'm 100 percent on board with that nickname uh but we got to come up with something i you know i called him giant slayer the other day just you know it's very much in the similar vein as you know david versus goliath but uh, you know we got to figure out something for kj martin but that 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 kid can hoop and and he can, you know, he definitely has uh has his eyes set on uh on those taller players and being able to uh just swat the ever living hell out of them. So that was a that was a fun moment in this game. We also saw Sterling Brown in this game, uh, you know, who posted nine points, three of ten shooting off the bench, three of seven from behind the arc. Kind of a quiet night for him. But uh he hit one of those uh one of those like Steph Curry, like twirling three pointers that Steph is so you know, frustratingly notorious for where the shot goes up and he does that little like hop, skip, twirl in front of the opposing bench. So that was a little funny to see. Um, So, you know, shout out Sterling Brown for having fun with it, Um, you know, kind of taunting the enemy team a little bit. But the Rockets did a really solid job in this one defensively. And, And I think that, you know, before I get into, you know, my bit about John Wall and Kevin Porter Jr. and just, you know, his role moving forward with this team. But you look down the the stat line for Luka Doncic, he finished with 23 points, yeah, but only on 9 of 26 shooting, just 1 of 3 from behind the arc. Like, the Rockets made things pretty tough for him. Um, And then Kristaps Przingis, you know, significantly more efficient than Doncic, but only 23 points, um, did have 12 rebounds, but 10 of 19 from the floor overall, just 2 of 4 from behind the arc. Uh, And then Tim Hardaway Jr., who, you know, seemingly manages to cook the Rockets every single time these guys play against each other, 18 points off the bench. I feel like that's an acceptable number given uh, how badly the Rockets manage to sometimes lose him. Uh, I mean, look, the Mavs shot 10 of, of 39 in this game, whereas earlier the season, Tim Hardaway Jr. by himself hit eight three pointers. So like, I will gladly take that trade off where the Mavs, you know, managed to only shoot twenty five point six percent from behind the arc, compared to the Rockets, who had a really solid game from behind the arc, seventeen of forty four shooting thirty eight point six percent. Although they did, I will say. As I've got the uh, the crunch time statistics pulled up. So, crunch time being a game that's, uh, you know, within five points either direction with, you know, in the remaining five minutes of the game, which uh, this, you know, this game very much was. Uh, the Rockets managed to miss all of their three point attempts down the stretch. They were 0 3 down the stretch uh, in the final five minutes of this game. They still managed to put away 16 points and, and you know, absolutely close out the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, I really felt like I thought the KPJ possession was going to be like the cherry on top of this game, and then not, you know, just you know, a possession or two later, they had the Christian Wood, you know, alley oop slam in transition. So that was really the cherry, you know. As Bill Worrell put it, the the Rockets put the the seal on the deal, which was an incredible call by Bill Worrell um, to you know put their stamp of victory on this game. But you know, seeing and this is where I'll circle into. The thoughts on John Wall, because I've been torn on Wall, and I talked about it a little bit briefly, but, you know, if this, you know, and it's better, actually, let's hear, because I want to hear, John Wall has, you know, said some things post-game, and it really stood out, you know, so let's hear what John Wall said post-game after this one, uh, and then I'll comment. I mean,
0: I just took it deep in the game, and I just wanted to put pressure on the... uh put pressure on the defense. Like I tell the same thing to Kevin Porter. I said, at the same time, we got to be aggressive because we're the guys that can create and put the ball on the floor and get into the paint. And sometimes it's going to be shots for us. Sometimes we're going to create shots for other people. Um, If you look at, I think what I had, seven assists. Yeah, seven assists, but in all reality, I probably had 15. I got a couple hockey assists in there. And uh, then some guys missed some shots that could have got me that. but that's just making the right read, making the right play and not forcing. I tell these guys all the time, um, like, one time I threw it to J-10 in the fourth quarter, he missed the Corner 3 said, my bad. bro, I, made it next. I said, don't say my bad. It's a great shot. I mean, it's a wild open shot I see you work on it every day. Um, and I got confidence, and you can make it. So it's the right basketball play, and that's what I always try to do is make the right basketball play. Ali Bajani.
1: John, you always talk about working with the young guys. Um, since Kevin's been here um, after the All-Star break, um, and with his role back in the G League, how has he grown? not only on the court, but off the court as well. And you've talked about it previously, but just curious about the time that's gone since the All-Star break, how you've seen him ground on both ends.
0: Um, Just him, yeah, I mean? I think just having some guys, veterans around, that's talking to him and uh, people he enjoy playing with. You know I mean, I think he looks up to me a lot. And um, I tell him all the time, you're just as talented as me. You got so much potential in this league. You're so young. Um, and sometimes, you know, a lot of people live with things we did in the past. Uh, all you can do is move forward and look at what's in the future. And uh, we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Um, as long as you can own up to them as a man and move forward with that, uh, they gave him another chance. And that's his full opportunity to take that full opportunity to move forward and try to create, create himself to be a great player in this league and a great professional.
2: So that was, of course, John Wall postgame after the Rockets' 102-93 victory against the Mavericks where they went on a 13-4 to run to steal this game from the Mavericks. Too. And I maybe it's not even fair to say steal this game. You know, they they won this game. They deserved to win this game. They were the better team down the line. They executed better down the stretch. Uh, They deserved this W. And, you know, so the, the comments there from John Wall, not only was he, you know, talking about, uh, Kevin Porter Jr is saying that he tells KPJ that he's just as talented as he is. That's huge, right? For for a young player like Kevin Porter Jr to hear that from an established star, you know, uh, you know, all NBA caliber guard like John Wall to hear that those words of encouragement, that's huge. And then same thing for what he said about Jay Sean Tate, you know, about encouraging him, saying that you know, that's not a bad shot. Like don't don't apologize. That's good. It's that type of mentality and that type of veteran leadership that is invaluable for a group of young guys like this trying to find their way in the NBA. Yes, this season has been... You know, quite turbulent. But like Stephen Silas said earlier in the audio that I played in the first segment, anybody who's been paying attention to this team knows that one of the main reasons that this team has absolutely struggled has been due to COVID, due to injuries, due to a, a confluence of factors and the record absolutely betrays how talented this group of guys truly is. There's a reason that they really felt like they could be competitive this season and that they thought that the Victor Oladipo deal gave them the best opportunity to do so. Obviously, they should have just, you know, sent James Harden to Miami for Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley to start the year. Just kidding, obviously, because of the Nets picks and whatnot. But you know what I'm saying. Like you know, Kelly Olinick came in here and has absolutely been a welcome presence. You know what he provides the team. He just meshes really well with everything they're trying to do. And unfortunately, the Victor Oladipo situation didn't quite pan out. The Christian Wood injuries happened. They started having other guys who were constantly in and out of the lineups, and it was just one thing after another for Stephen Silas. So now. I really hope that all the Silas haters out there will give the man his credit cuz the Rockets have now had two back-to-back incredibly solid game plans against the Phoenix Suns and now against the Dallas Mavericks winning the one against the Dallas Mavericks and you got to give some credit to coach Silas there right you know he's finally got a group of guys they're coalescing they're playing well together um he's you know and he's still doing it very much on the fly but if John Wall is going to be that really prominent veteran locker room voice and, you know, taking taking these younger players under his wing and guiding them along the way, I'm absolutely here for it. I see no reason the Rockets would need to move on from him unless they're getting back a, a, a package, you know, similar to what Oklahoma City got for Chris Paul, right? If they're getting back actual value and moving on from John Wall while doing it, so be it because... He, you know, it is unfortunate that his timeline doesn't quite mesh with everyone else's because they're very much on Christian Wood's timeline. That's what we've talked about a lot. You know, that 25 year old uh, timeline is what the rockets are, are likely trying to follow. But for John Wall, you know, if the Rockets receive a really great offer for him, then great. But I don't see a reason that they would need to fork over additional value or draft capital to move John Wall's contract. That's not something that they need to accomplish in my eyes, especially if he's going to have this type of mentality towards the younger guys on the roster you know if he views this as his role to mentor them to teach them to guide them along the way that's absolutely what we had hoped for out of john wall and it kind of seemed like that was going to be a little bit difficult things looked a little uh a little bleak there uh during the 20 game losing streak and then you know things got a little bit better after they got that win and he was you know talking about his relationship with silas after they broke the 20 game losing streak things were tough And that's why I try to urge the Tanksters, especially, to realize that these losses take their toll on the players, on the coaches, on the fans. Hell, I mean, this season's been tough on me, too. But legitimately, right, it's not great for a franchise to just lose so many games. And so for everybody that's beating the drum of saying, no, this win is bad, they should have lost, like, no they need to sprinkle in some wins here and there. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want them to go on like a straight 7 game winning streak and suddenly be out of the bottom 5 in the league. I very much still want them to have a chance at retaining their pick and I want them to finish bottom 3 at a minimum. They can win this game and still be okay in the grand scheme of things because at the end of the day, like where where are the standings at? You know, the, the Rockets are still The, what, second worst team in the association? Where's the, there's that schedule. Let's click on standings. I should have had this tab open in the midst of my 20-something other tabs. All right, league standings. Rockets are, where are they at? Uh, They are a game and a half back of the worst record in the NBA. And they are still a full game ahead of the Detroit Pistons. And they are three full games ahead of the Orlando Magic. So, I wouldn't stress too much about the Rockets finishing outside of the bottom three. And if they're able to pick up you know, an occasional win like this one against the Dallas Mavericks from a motivational standpoint, that is huge for this group of guys. So, Tanksters... Pump your brakes a little bit. Enjoy the win. They are very few and far between these days for Rockets basketball. So just be happy that you got to watch a competitive game where you actually got to cheer in a natural way for your team and not rooting for them to lose. But that's where I'm going to sign off today's episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.